Today on Awaken to Grace, we are in part two of a sermon called Battling Unbelief. I'm Chad Roberts, and I'm your Bible teacher today as we are going through the entire book of Hebrews in a series called An Anchor for the Soul. Well, today we work our way down to the end of chapter three, and I want to teach you how to detect, how to recognize, and how to fight unbelief because, friends, we are all vulnerable to it, as the author writes to the original audience, these Jewish believers called the Hebrews. Well, you and I face some of the same dangers, and one of those dangers is certainly unbelief. So today, as we work our way through, what we're going to see primarily today is just as unbelief comes out of the heart, disobedience comes out of the will. We're going to see that dangerous progression, but more important, we're going to see how you and I can protect ourselves, how you and I can overcome these potential dangers in our own lives with the Lord. Well, friends, I hope you're following along with me. If you've missed any of this important series, go right now and download my free mobile app, Awakened to Grace. You can get it on any device, and when you get it right there on your phones or your tablets, it is right there at your fingertips, and you will find, as you explore, you will find so many life-changing sermons and other content that every bit of it is designed for your spiritual growth and your spiritual maturity. Well, let's get to it today. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 3 in part 2 of Battling Unbelief. What should be outward of the mouth grows into an inward confidence of the heart. Brothers, sisters, is your faith at that point? Is your faith simply an outward expression? Is your faith simply church? Is your faith just simply your childhood and things you learned as children? Or has your faith ever grown up with you? Have you ever done, as Peter instruct, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't want my faith to stop short at an outward expression. I want it to grow into an inward confidence. I want it to grow into an inward assurance that God's word is true. And let everyone else, let every other man be a liar, the scriptures say. Amen? Amen. I want to have confidence, not in myself, not in others, not in you, not in the church, because every one of those at some point will fail you. Is that right or wrong? They will fail you. My good friend Vincent, he, I love sometimes he'll, he'll tell me, he'll say, Chad, uh, I love what you preach, but I'm going to keep you honest. I'm going to read the word for myself and see if it's true. <laughs> I love that. Don't take what I say. Dig for yourself. Get in God's word and let confidence grow in your heart. Let it grow beyond your mouth, beyond a profession, 
to an inner stability, to an inner confidence. Can we say amen today? Note for me, Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. As a matter of fact, just go there with me. Go there with me, because this is my heart for you as a pastor. Now, what did I say? The word if is not a contingency word. It's not perhaps. It's not maybe. It's not hope so. No, it's verification. It is evidence that you are in Christ. Oh, I love that. Do you know why this is so dangerous, brothers and sisters? Well, let me, let me, let's read Colossians 1 first and then I'll, I'll, I'll explain, explain a little further. Paul writes to them that they be diligent about their faith, that they be rooted in Christ and diligent. Oh, I can't stress that enough. We must be diligent. You can't coast. And I'll show you why in a moment. Be diligent about your faith. Why? That you would be stable, that you would stabilize in your faith, that you wouldn't be up and down and you wouldn't be, as James said, like a wave tossed about the sea. No, a double-minded man unstable in all of his ways. No, don't be that way. Become stabilized in your faith. Look what it says, not shifting from the gospel which you've heard. See, I want to call this today battling unbelief because this is what happened to Israel. Belief came, unbelief came into their hearts. The generation that saw God do his mightiest acts upon the earth and yet unbelief came to their hearts. Paul says, no, I want you different. I want you stabilized in your faith, not shifting from the gospel which you heard. I love that. Because what am I saying, brothers and sisters? I'm saying that we are in the same danger as the Hebrew Christians to replace Jesus in our lives. The danger is there for us. And let me tell you who is most at danger for that. It's those who just simply pray to prayer and they're not diligent about their faith. They're not growing in grace and in knowledge. They're not digging into the word. They don't have confidence. Their confidence is simply an outward confession, an outward profession, and it's not taken root and it's not brought a deep assurance within the heart they are in danger of replacing Christ in their life. And far too many in our culture today, they see salvation like a vaccination. And we all know about vaccinations, right, after the last few years. But if your view of salvation is I have an inoculation against hell. I have been inoculated. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm okay because I have my vaccination against going to hell and I'm okay. You know what the danger of that is? How many of you were vaccinated for polio when you were little? How many of you have thought about that polio vaccination lately? No one. And do you know why? Because all it is is an inoculation. 
That's why some of you hear my pastoral heart for you. Some of you never think about your salvation. You never think about eternal things. You never think godly thoughts. You don't pursue holiness. You don't pursue godliness. You're as carnal as an unbeliever. If your view of, vac- of salvation is vaccination, you're missing the whole point. So he says, if, not contingent, No, if as in evidence, if as in verification, if you hold fast your original heart confidence, firm to the end. Now see, here's the test. Firm to the end. What happens to most people? They give their lives to Jesus. And when we give our lives to Jesus, we're so sure, we're so confident of his love, of his grace, of his mercy, of his abilities, of his help. I mean, he changes our lives. And then what happens? We have this sweet and this beautiful outward expression of faith and confidence and profession. But then what happens? The storms of life come. The questions of life come. Life hits us really hard. Things shake our faith. Questions creep into our heart. Things we can't reconcile with a loving and an all-knowing God. And what happens? The young mothers who has a line that God, she knows he won't cross. And when God crosses that line, our faith will crumble. But what's the scripture say? Hold fast your original confidence firm to the end. That's not the end of that story for that young mother. For months she wrestled with God. For months she tried to reconcile an all-loving and all-knowing God in her lot in life. And do you know where that young mother came to? She came to a place where her faith was restored. And do you know how her faith was restored? She said, I erased all lines with God. Hallelujah. And now today, that little family who has suffered so much, who is being prepared for an eternal weight of glory. Now that little family is not only glorifying God in this life, they will shine like stars for all of eternity and they will glorify God while the ages roll. Amen. She has held firm her original conscience. Firm to the end. Will you? Will I? Verse number 15, he is going to repeat his content 
from the previous verses which we looked at last week. So I'll not belabor the point. All that the author is quoting in chapter 3 is a direct quote from Psalm 95. All of this can be found in Psalm 95. And again, the author, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is going to warn us, harden not your heart. That's the warning. We saw the first warning in the book of Hebrews, do not drift. How do you drift? By neglecting so great a salvation, chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. We see now the second warning. Don't grow dull of hearing. When you hear his voice, harden not your heart. And how do you harden your heart? By the deceitfulness of sin, verse 13. You know what is so dangerous about the deceitfulness of sin? I want you to write this down. This is what Dietrich Bonhoeffer, that great man of God who was killed by Hitler in Nazi Germany. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the problem with temptation, the problem with the deceitfulness of sin is that deceitfulness doesn't make you hostile toward God. It simply makes you forget God. Now say amen if you're with me right now. There are many listening to me right now in the building and online, and I want you to hear my pastoral heart for you. There are many listening, and you, you, you listen to preaching just like this, and you think in your little sheep heart, you go, I am okay with God because I'm not angry at God, and I'm not mad at God, and I'm not hostile with God, but let me tell you where you're in such danger. No, you have forgotten God. He is not at the forefront of your life. He's not the priority of your thinking. And what did we teach two weeks ago? Chapter three, verse one, consider Jesus. And who are those who consider Jesus? It means to examine carefully, to think thoroughly. It means for Christ to be at the forefront of my heart, the forefront of my mind, the forefront of my life. And for so many of you, you live in the deceitfulness of sin to where you're not hostile at God, but you have forgotten him. And you're content with a little sermon on Sunday. And you're content with a little Christian music every once in a while. And you're content with just a little sprinkle of Jesus in your life. And that's all you need, brothers, sisters, that's unbelief. That is replacing Jesus with other things. And it's exactly what the Hebrews did. And so what does he say? He says, today if you hear his voice, if there's anything within your sheep heart, anything within your sheep mind that the Holy Spirit is saying, this is you, I'm speaking to you. I want you to walk away from those things. I want you to embrace my word. I want you to embrace Christ. What a blessed and what a precious thing that is. Don't neglect it. Don't ignore it. And then he's going to show us who were those who fell in the wilderness. Who were those who heard and yet didn't believe? Earlier in the text, it says that for 40 years they watched the works of God. And yet they didn't know God's ways. 
but they strayed from them in their heart. Think about this for a moment, brothers and sisters. What an indictment. To say to an entire generation, you know, they believe that over one million came out of Egypt. Can you imagine a million people crossing the Red Sea? I don't know if you've ever been to the Red Sea or looked it up. I had the opportunity to go to the Red Sea some years ago before I lost eyesight. And it is breathtaking. And for over a million people to cross on dry ground between a wall of water, for God to have killed their enemies in the Red Sea, for God to have provided water out of a rock, for God to have given them manna from heaven every morning as much as anyone would like to eat, for their shoes and their clothing and their tents to have never worn out for 40 years, for them to be led by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. Everywhere the Israelites looked, they saw God. He fed them, he watered them, he clothed them. And yet that generation rebelled and didn't believe. It's easy for you and I to stand on this side of the Testaments and say, how could they not? I mean, how can you walk through a Red Sea on dry ground and not believe that God is who he says he is? How can you not eat angel's food? You know manna is angel's food. I like to think of them as Teddy Grahams. <clears throat> I mean, it was a honey-like waver. It was a honey waver. I don't know about you, but I like Teddy Grahams. To eat angels' food, and yet they don't believe. But what will be said to us when we give account one day and we have the entirety of God's word, and yet we didn't believe? When God gives us every luxury, and yet we don't believe. So he goes and he says, they fell in the wilderness, their carcasses fell, their bodies fell. You know, that's really a word of disdain there. God is showing his displeasure. Not that they died, that their carcasses fell. That speaks of the way God felt about it. And then let me draw your attention, <clears throat> and I'll begin to close to verse 18. What ultimately was the outcome? See, if you're going to take notes, write this down. Unbelief comes out of the heart. That's why you can't coast in your faith. If you're not careful, unbelief will creep in. If you're not diligent about your faith, if you're not in, on guard about your faith, unbelief will creep in. You have to battle it. Now, you're not doing it for salvation. You're doing it because out of verification, because you've examined yourself. According to 2 Corinthians 13, 5, 2 Peter 1, 10. You've examined yourself to see if you are joined to the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. 
You've given the surefire proof. John 10, 27, you are born again because you hear his voice and you follow him. Now, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, you who have come to share in Christ, guard your heart. Have diligence about you, about your faith. Why? Write this down. Unbelief comes out of the heart. Disobedience comes out of the will. And you know what we find this generation doing? This generation, the Bible says, strayed in their hearts. They didn't know the ways of God. Remember what Psalms 103 says? Israel knew the acts of God, but Moses knew the ways of God. What's that mean? Israel could see what God was doing. Moses knew why God was doing it. He knew, the, he knew his ways. But see, Israel didn't know the ways of God according to verse 6, verse 5, whichever it is there in chapter 3. Now we come to the end of this chapter, verse 18, and where is Israel? In pure disobedience. And see, brothers, sisters, that's the progression. Either you're going to progress, verses 6 to 14, your outward confidence, your outward profession is going to progress into a deep assurance, confidence of the heart. Or... Unbelief is going to creep into your heart and it's going to progress to your will to a place of disobedience. Do you see the clear warning to God's people? And lastly, verse 19, so then, here's the conclusion. So then we see that generation, Israel, could not enter God's rest because of what? That one word. Unbelief. Brothers, sisters, we must battle it. Ask the Lord to help you recognize it. Let's bow our heads today. I don't know where you are with God. I don't know if you're coasting. I don't know if you are being diligent. I don't know if you look at your salvation like a vaccination to where, frankly, you never think about it or if you're growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know where you are today. But I'll tell you where Hebrews wants you to be. The Holy Spirit wants you growing in your faith, brothers and sisters. Say, okay, Chad, you've told me what to warn against. You've told me, you've explained to me the progression that's so dangerous. Now, what do I do? Well, verse 14, if you share in Christ, that means you have communion with him. That means you have fellowship with him. First Corinthians 1, 9, you share in fellowship with Jesus. Are you in fellowship today? Do you spend time with him every day? Do you take him at his word? Do you believe what he says? Do you believe his promises? Are you in fellowship, constant fellowship? Or are you busy about everything else? No, see, you share in Christ. You, you have direct access to Him. Why don't you commit 
that at some point every day, mine is first thing in the morning. Why don't you commit that every day you're going to spend time with the Savior? Have you signed up for my weekly devotional email? Every Tuesday, I send out a devotion that will help you grow in your faith. Go to my website, awakentograce.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and when you sign up and submit your email, you'll get a direct message from me every Tuesday. Sign up today at awakentograce.com.